0: Hey hey, hey, everyone, welcome to the Let's Go Viral podcast. This is episode 11. I got uh, Leah Pardee with me today. (laughs) Uh, Leah, do you mind introducing yourself real quick to everyone?
1: Yeah, hello everyone. So happy to be here. I'm Leah Pardee. I am a manifestation teacher. I'm a breathwork guide. I do some business coaching. I host some retreats. Um, I host the Bare Naked Soul podcast. And I recently wrote my first book, um, Confessions of an Uncaged Soul. So I'm really big into sharing um, the lessons that I've learned and, and the experiences I've had and everything that has brought me to where I am through writing and through speaking. Um, yeah, so that's that's a little bit about me, and I'm really excited to dive in with you.
0: Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, I was doing like a, just like deeper research on Aaliyah as I do with all my guests. And like, yeah, she has. We have like a lot of stuff to unpack (laughs) yep you have like such an interesting story and you're just like doing like so many great things just just like just can't wait to kind of like dive deep into those kind of like learning like the motivation behind uh like everything you do and how it's impacting people so uh yeah let's 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 start things off kind of like easy with some icebreaker questions uh where'd you grow up at like like where'd you grow up at uh hobbies can you tell us more about that
1: yeah so i grew up outside of philly um, I live in Pittsburgh now, so I'm on the other side of Pennsylvania. But um, yeah, grew up there. I was homeschooled, actually, until eighth grade. So that was a really interesting part of my childhood. You know, my parents had really good intentions. And I'm grateful for, like, the time and energy they dedicated to that. But I did not like it. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, I've always been a social butterfly. I mm-hmm. thrive in social settings. And so I was, like, begging to go to school and finally went to public school in eighth grade. Um, and so that was really challenging because I, you know, didn't know a lot of the terms that kids were using. I didn't dress like other kids, you know, like I didn't know what the heck to, like it was literally yeah. like from Mean Girls, <laughs> like the movie Mean Girls was me. And so, um, yeah, so it was a really interesting time for me. I was um, really into working from a young age. Like I started my first business when I was like 13, babysitting, I had like business cards made. I was hanging flyers. Like total strangers would find my flyer and like hire me to babysit their kids, which I think is kind of crazy. That's amazing, yeah. I was thirteen, but I guess that's what people do. Um, so I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Worked a ton, like throughout high school, was working full time. Um, college worked a lot. So yeah, those are kind of like the biggest things for my childhood.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like you're uh very active, you know, <laughs> very yeah. active, always doing things. Question, when you're, because uh, cause, cause I was homeschooled too, and that's kind of how I had like, a lot of free time. I would always finish my schoolwork around um, 9 a.m. in the morning for the day, so it gave me a lot of time to just like go and do things. Did you ever like pick up any skills during that period as far as like? when you're homeschooled just out of curiosity
1: oh my gosh that's so interesting you were homeschooled too how crazy yeah um I mean I played piano and my mom's a piano teacher so that was kind of like a given um me
0: too yep Uh Yep. uh-huh
1: how crazy Uh uh-huh I was someone who, okay, so I would like dabble in things. So like I did everything, basketball, soccer, violin, dance, all the things, but I did them for like six months to a year at a time because Mm -hmm. I really couldn't handle not being good at things, which is, um, you know, it's really sad because, and and that carried me through a long time into my mid twenties, um, perfectionism and not wanting to do anything for fun, right? Things had Mm -hmm. to get me something so yeah I I wouldn't say that I like had anything that I really like clicked for me that where I was able to use that time to like learn anything special what about Mm -hmm. you is that how you got into like the YouTube and all that stuff Uh
0: uh-huh yep I was um what was it yeah I was just messing around like websites like all this stuff making landing pages just 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 for fun and then um I went back to school not eighth grade but ninth grade actually and I wanted to become like the popular kids I watched all the tv shows and movies growing up I was like all right I gotta be popular somehow. So I made a goal to like become like a famous YouTuber. And I got lucky, you know, uh with 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 hard work, obviously, but like, yep, I was able to go and achieve that goal. So yeah, I picked up some skills from being homeschooled and other people I spoke to as well. They were also homeschooled as well, like around like the middle school years. So uh I maybe like I don't know if it's a trend or just a coincidence, but yeah, that's that's why I it. <laughs> that
1: is really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. When I was homeschooled, the internet was invented like probably i don't know i was maybe like 11 when like google came out and stuff so when mm-hmm. i was being homeschooled there wasn't that much internet happening but um that's funny because i had like the same thing like especially when i got to ninth grade i was like i'm gonna become popular mm-hmm. and i did i <laughs> became very popular
0: mm-hmm. yes sir. <laughs> <laughs> so and, uh, and um where I guess like where did that part of you uh like come from as far as like wanting to just go out there and meet people and um I don't want to say climb the social ladder but just kind of like just putting yourself out
1: there (laughs) I mean I so when I was little I would always dream about being an actor you know I don't know if that's like a common thing or or what but I always like really glamorize that um would would, like imagine myself becoming an actor or a singer but I wasn't I wasn't ever going to go for it because it was way too unrealistic, right? Like, I didn't think that could really happen. I, I thought that anything like that was purely luck. And it's so funny because this past year, I randomly through deciding to do it pretty much um, became an actor. And so I've been in a few TV commercials and um, yeah, it's really interesting. So I'm like, okay, you can literally do anything, you know, and, and no, I'm not going to be a star of a movie tomorrow probably Mm -hmm. but it's just really crazy that like when you decide you want to do something and you're willing to put some work towards it Mm -hmm. there's not much we can't do Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely and I love how you're able to discover that at such a young age which age specifically uh did you kind of like figure where that clicked in your head like oh like anything's possible any anything is possible as long as I just like set a goal make a game plan and just go for it
1: um that's a good question because I feel like when I was young um even you know high school even younger I I realized that like I had like a I I don't know like I grew up pretty poor. So it was like, okay, I'm not going to have that reality, right? I'm going Mm -hmm. to create a reality where that's not my experience. And so I always had that sort of drive and realized that like my life was my responsibility, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have thought I could like become an actor or write a book, right? Or, or, you know, do Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So I, when I was 26, I first discovered like the law of attraction and that really shifted my perspective in terms of making things possible, manifesting things into reality that maybe didn't look as possible before. So shortly after that, I started my business. And that's something I wouldn't have thought was possible, you know, a couple years before that. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's just evolving. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's things where a year or two from now, I'll be like, damn, I didn't think this was like, oh, yeah. Uh (laughs) But around 26 was when I really had the veil lifted of like, Mm-hmm. Oh, here's the world of like expectations from other people and what limitations are and here's me and I can really do a lot of things the way I mm-hmm. want to do them.
0: Yeah, and I remember you mentioned uh, something about like law of attraction on like the uh uh about you page on your website and that was like around like 2018. Could you give us like the build up as far as like um I don't know where to start but like as far as like uh, um maybe like after high school up to 2018 like what was like your life because you were uh I think it said like you uh climbing up the corporate ladder you just bought a house MBA could you give us that build up yeah uh, yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so I, I did the college thing um Got, got pretty good jobs right away after college. I really wasn't willing to settle there. And I just worked my way up. I was very, very, very driven to work my way up the ladder. I was like reading all the books on, on that um, career growth and uh, first per- first person in the office, last person to leave. Like I was like in mm-hmm. it I was like, this is gonna happen for me. Um, so I worked in sales. I got four promotions in four years. I was getting my MBA on the side and it was going really well. And, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I was incredibly burnt out and had a lot of anxiety. My entire self-worth was what people thought of me from like my status, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, my job title. So But I kind of thought that was just the way that it was. Like, I thought you just have to deal with anxiety because this is life. Right. And I thought Mm -hmm. I'm just going to work a ton of hours because that's the only way to make a lot of money and be successful. And so that's what I was doing. And and so, yeah, when I discovered the law of attraction, it really shifted things for me. I was like, maybe there is a different way to do this you know, maybe there's a different way to do this. And so shortly after, basically what happened was I started diving into more of the spiritual books, um, mm-hmm. like the manifestation podcast and, and those type of things. And I discovered coaching, life coaching. And I was like, huh, I could become a life coach. So once I got through the fears initially of like, oh, I couldn't do that. I'm too young, blah, blah, all the different stories. I was like, no, I'm going to do this. And that's when I started my business. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And then it took me another year or so Mm -hmm. of working 60 hours a week in the corporate world and building my business in every other free minute I basically had Yeah. um, until I could get to the point where I could leave my corporate job. Mm
0: -hmm. And as far as like you discovering uh, life coaching, did you like purchase like someone's uh, course? Was it like uh, a word that just kind of popped up? You're like, huh, like, what's that? Let me look it up. And then you go, you went through the wormhole how did you discover, um, yeah, life coaching?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I was just listening to podcasts and people were life coaches that were hosting the podcast probably is how I found it. Mm-hmm. And then from there I was researching, well, how do I become a life coach? And um, so I was coaching salespeople, you know, so that was somewhat similar. Here are the goals. Let's make a plan towards them. Let's move through the fear and the doubt and get to the goal. Mm-hmm. And so and then I, yeah, I just enrolled in a six-month online program to become a life coach, started working with practice clients, until mm-hmm. I got paying clients. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And with the law of attraction, Brie, uh because uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you're working at the same time you're like uh, going through all this like learning phase and setting up your business and everything. How was like the law of attraction uh, helping you as far as like in your professional career at that corporate job with sales?
1: you know, I really didn't apply it to my corporate job. I was <laughs> like, I'm just gonna, yeah, I mean, um, it helped me in the sense that I learned to let go of some things. Mm-hmm. And I learned to like channel my energy towards what I wanted. So focusing more on what I wanted, versus mm-hmm. focusing on what wasn't working or what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I did some things like I, I had this really scary, like regional vice president guy who would fly in and like interrogate the fuck out of all the sales uh-huh.
0: managers oh yeah um, I, I know people like that
1: yeah <laughs> and so I would sit there and I'd be like if it was Benji I'd be like Benji loves me Benji loves me Benji loves me over and over I uh-huh. tell myself this guy loved me and yeah. so I would walk into the room I would act as if I was convinced he loved me which is confidence uh-huh. right yeah. and how do you really yell at someone who's has that energy you don't and it worked I mean I don't know that's what I think worked um but so I was doing things like that. So I was applying it, but mostly I was like super focused on building the business and just mm-hmm. coasting at the job until like- I love it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> one foot in and just yep, you're kind of like making there's a term for it called uh ghost quitting. That's a new trending word right now. Uh where um I think that's what it's called where you're kind of like uh one foot in, another one out, you're kind of like yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: That's funny. And then uh how long did that process take as far as like um uh, when you made the game plan, like all right, like I gotta do this, 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 and this before I quit, and then the day you put in your two weeks, how long was that
1: so i start I first started with a blog, so that was that was maybe like six months before I became a life coach mm-hmm. so from the time that I started the blog and the Instagram page and started building an audience right um so then then in that time period I became a life coach so it's probably about a year and a half total in total mm-hmm. maybe about a year from the time I started like coaching clients
0: mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm assuming during that time you're like building your audience and everything and just like um you know, and uh how are you doing that as far as like building your audience were you like sending them to like uh Instagram a mailing list I know there's so many ways that really go and structure it as far as like generating traffic and building that audience
1: So I did a bunch of things. Yeah. I started with the blog and I put the blog on Pinterest. That was like the first thing that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then I was getting Instagram followers from that. Um, and I did that for about six months, but then I started my podcast Mm -hmm. and that really took off pretty quickly. Um, and so that felt a lot more, I felt better about that than the blog, as much as I love writing, I felt like with the podcast, man, like when you're listening to a podcast, you can really feel like you can almost know that person, mm-hmm. right? There's like that like, know, and trust factor pretty quickly. You, mm-hmm. you can really build that connection with listeners. And um, yeah, podcasts are really popular. So I was like, I'm just going to do this and not do the blog as much, but I still use Pinterest to promote my podcast. Um, What else did I do? Yeah, social media was mm-hmm. huge, Instagram and Facebook. So, but yeah, the podcast was like, one of the biggest things for me like I'm so glad I started it when I did because um a ton of people come in through there
0: mm-hmm. yeah I think I, I think I saw on your Instagram page you have like 200,000 downloads Is that correct
1: yeah I'm like a yeah it's a nice 000. number yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like a couple hundred away from 250,000 so I'm like
0: uh-huh. yeah <laughs> It's gonna feel real nice when you cross that million mark. I just started mine, so uh yeah, I got I, I got ways to go. So <laughs> yep, I'm taking my time putting in uh the groundwork, but uh yeah, that's amazing. So uh life coach. That's a very um it's specific yet broad at the same time because it could be like life coaching within like uh relationships such as like maintaining your marriage, maybe like dating. Um what else? What else? Maybe like life coaching career um fitness everything you know what how did you like find your niche
1: so for me it was pretty easy I had been really really into working with confidence Mm -hmm. um ever since a mentor of mine in the corporate world he I remember he told me that he believed Mm -hmm. that like 99% of everything we do is confidence Mm -hmm. and that really stuck with me and I was really learning that huh, through all the rejection and all the failure in my sales job, because I worked in outside sales and then I worked as the man, the sales manager, it was, you build so much confidence through that process. And I was working with my um, sales team on it, you know, like watching these people develop their confidence through like the grit and the resilience of sales. And so I started writing about confidence in my blog. And so when I became a life coach, that was my thing, confidence coaching.
0: hmm I yeah. love it. And, 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 and I love how you, uh, you're kind of building up like your database, your journal as you're uh uh working um, to where like you're able, um, I'm a big fan of like building your database, like, like journaling as you go and then using that to kind of like help out people uh, later on, you know, I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a win-win for everyone. I love
1: Absolutely.
0: that. Yeah. And uh, have you always been like a big journaler as far as like just like documenting things, writing things down? just out of curiosity?
1: um, I think I did a lot of journaling when I was a little girl like that but that was like more like having a diary and writing like down what I did and and whatever. But I got really into personal development journaling um right around the same time that I discovered the law of attraction like it was all like I, once I started like listening to all the podcasts and reading all the books it was. It was in there. And I remember one day I was like, okay, I'm gonna spend one month journaling and meditating every day, five minutes, you know, of each. And and then that's, you know, that's not like that's not that's not crazy. Like that's totally doable. I stole my full-time job mm-hmm. and it totally changed my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like journaling is such a powerful way to connect with yourself, your intuition, mm-hmm. and yeah, and keep track of things and like document your progress. So mm-hmm. it's been so huge for me
0: one thing i love about journaling so much is that like if you do it um i gratitude journal like uh every night before i go to bed I've Been doing that for the past couple of months and just by and some of the questions i ask myself is like well i put down like five things i'm grateful for for that day without repeating myself from the previous days Ooh. yep that, yeah, that gets you thinking but also uh questions such as like what frustrated me today what wins that i have today kind of like uh, how 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 i was feeling and um, just by just by being able to like look back at kind of like my history as far as like what frustrated me, that's really helped me as far as like figuring out like just like mood swings, just like, just like um some interesting insights about myself. I don't know if you do that, but yeah, that's kind of what I
1: do. That's just, amazing. like a
0: deep data. Yeah.
1: I love the idea of like a gratitude where like you can't repeat things. Mm-hmm. That's really, really cool. I think gratitude journaling is huge.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it gets you, Uh, I'll be going throughout the day, just like looking for positive things I write down, you know, like, oh, she smiled at me. I'm going to go right back. <laughs> <tonight."> <laughs> it's yeah, so funny.
1: It trains your brain. Like we, like before I learned about all this stuff, I was walking around kind of with a glass half empty. Now mm-hmm. you wouldn't have thought that if you met me because I was bubbly and outgoing and happy, but I was, I was in a victim mindset about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot of things were luck that weren't, right? And I was, um yeah, releasing the negative side of things more than the positive. And so when you flip that switch, you train your brain to, like, be on the lookout for positive things. And that's mm-hmm. such a better way to live.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's still going to be negative things out there, but you kind of, like, uh overlook it or 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 you, like, you find the positive in it, like, oh, like, that door opened, but it opened up this door, you know? So, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that there. Random question. Do you do uh visualization? I see you got the follow your dreams. Um uh, yeah. a, a, a little frame right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: I do. Um I I do a lot of different things. I do journaling, I do visualization, I do EFT tapping a lot, mm-hmm. meditation, breath work. I kind of do whatever like feels good in the moment, but for me it's all about like what would make me feel a little bit better right now you know, Mm -hmm. so I love visualizing the things I'm manifesting as if they're happening and feeling those feelings in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love hypnosis. My best friend's a hypnotherapist. So I get Mm -hmm. a lot of hypnosis in and it's so good.
0: I've always wanted to go to, uh, uh, and try that out just, just, just for like the experience, you know, I'm a big fan of just like trying out different things to, yeah, just, 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 just like, just for the experience, I can go out there and tell people like, oh, I like, I like that or I didn't just, just go out there and experiencing things. That's one thing I'm a big fan of there, but um could you dive a bit deeper into it? There's two things I saw on your about page. Uh, the first thing, like breath work. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Like uh why it's needed and like um kind of what you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So breath work is essentially an active meditation, it's it's just different breathing patterns that you focus on and they um do a number of different things. So A really big reason why I became a breathwork facilitator and why I like teach other people how to become facilitators through Hill Breathwork Academy um, is we store a lot of emotions in our body. So like when we're little kids, we're We're not taught that it's okay to feel our feelings, right? Like some people were, but most, the vast majority of people, it's like, be a big girl, be a big boy. You know, we, we don't express our feelings in front of other people because they, it makes them uncomfortable. Like you go to Mm -hmm. school, you're not just like crying at school, right? You're, you're supposed to hide your feelings. Mm -hmm. You go to work, you're not supposed to express your feelings. So we, we think that we can just avoid our emotions by whatever we go to our cell phones, um, Netflix, alcohol, food all types of avoidance techniques, we're really just suppressing them. And so those emotions, they're all made of energy, just like every cell in our bodies and they stay in our bodies when we don't process them. You know, they they need to be processed and felt. That's why they're there. So we have all of that in us and then we get triggered all the time. Someone says something that pisses us off. There's that thing that we don't want to talk about because it'll make us sad. It reminds us that thing. That's all just like, us a trigger rubbing up against those emotions inside of us that are stuck Mm -hmm. there that need to be processed and so breath work actually helps to tap into that level of the body shakes up the energy there and allows you to to release those repressed emotions so when you do the breathing techniques it allows you to just feel lighter like you just like feel really really good really refreshed really light Mm because you're literally releasing those emotions through the body Mm -hmm. so That's one thing that's really cool about it. The other thing is, um, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot about, so much about breath work. (laughs) But one of the other really cool things is it shuts off the default mode network part of the brain, which is the part that when you like sit down and try to meditate, it's just nonstop chatterboxing, right?
0: Mm -hmm, uh That's
1: that part off. So when you do it before you meditate, it makes it so much easier to just get into a really relaxed and calm place. Mm -hmm. So like almost every morning I'm doing breath work and then I'm meditating and it's just like so grounding and it feels so good. So oh. yeah, I'm like obsessed.
0: Is that why some people um, before they go to sleep, they take like deep breaths in and out to kind of like uh, slow down their brains that they're able to like go to sleep? Because I know for me, like my head, it just bounces around. It's like 24-7.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like anything that involves controlled breath is technically breath work. So even just taking some slow Intentional calm breaths, anytime. Whether you're trying to fall asleep, whether you are, you know, getting getting your teeth at the dentist, right? Anything that's stressful or anxiety inducing, taking those conscious breaths, it's gonna really, really make a big impact and just relaxing your body, getting your nervous system relaxed. It's a really good habit to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And one thing I love that you mentioned is um, how it helps you like release, just like those emotions that tension you know because like it really does like those emotions just like uh um just that negative energy inside of your body you know even though you could say like ah no it's not there you know (laughs) but like even though like if if uh with it being there it really does like it affects you in like other area of your uh in other areas of your life i remember a couple weeks ago um i won't get out like i won't like get too much into but like uh I was in a situation ship to where like, um, we kind of held, held, held like a grudge against each other, you know, mm-hmm. and within like those couple of days, um, even at work when I'm like, not, not think of this person, like my, um, my spark, my charisma, my charm, like, uh, not charm, but just kind of like, um, my glow wasn't there, you know, like I was kind of like, at, like 98%, but like that, that negative energy that was like, so inside of me, it was, uh, holding me back from um um being at 100 being being at my being at 100 percent to where like that um my glow uh my charm uh my spark you know um and what I mean by that is just kind of like I can walk into the room and not say anything and people are like whoa like who's that guy that uh, yeah I'm talking about that type of energy you know and I was like I had to like contact her like hey like let's just resolve this you know (laughs) this is a waste of time and like yeah like especially like just knowing all this right here that that really opened my eyes as far as like the importance of just like releasing negative energy so yeah I don't know what's your experience with that
1: (laughs) yeah no that's such a good point and that brings up something else too like a term for that is like it's an energy leak so Mm -hmm. anything where we have a loose end that we haven't tied up that person that we're avoiding texting but we know we need to have that conversation that bill we know was sitting there that we have to pay but we're avoiding it Right, all those like that email we have to send that we're like, fuck, that email's like, oh, uh-huh. what do I do? Like those are all energy leaks. So when you have those those loose ends that are like weighing on you, it's literally like leaking your energy out. So you're not at your 100%. You're like mm-hmm. leaking that out. And when you close up those ends and you say, no, 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 I'm gonna resolve this, these little things. So they're not leaking from my energy. Boom, you feel like so much better. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like a light switch too. You're like, wow, that feels so good. You know?
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: And the crazy thing is is that like those uh energy leaks, uh leaks, it's not like a big drain on you, like 30, 40 percent. Uh I'm just using numbers, that's the only way I can really explain it. But like it's like a percent, half percent. It's like so small, but it's enough to um it just dims your light, you know. There's um when you look at like uh, the top athletes in the world, like 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 in the Olympics, like um, positions like one through ten, like they're all apart by like milliseconds, you know. It's like mm-hmm. that little bit, you know. So yeah, like every little bit counts. So that's one thing I kind of keep in my mouth <laughs> in there.
1: Yeah, it's like our energy is so important. Mm-hmm. It's it's huge. It's it's how we feel. It's our emotional state. It's going to impact our motivation. It's going to impact our health. So many things. So for me, yeah, for me, it's always like, okay, like, how am I feeling? How is my energy? What can I do to feel a little bit better? What can I do to clean up loose ends? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So as far as like daily things to uh, kind of always keep your energy in check, I don't know if it's like daily, like a couple days or weekly, what's like your... um... Routine. I don't know if that's the right word to say. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I do have a routine. I I do a morning routine. I'm really big on that because I feel like if you set yourself up in the morning to feeling really good, then you can notice when you start to feel bad. You can notice when you start to feel triggered or annoyed or worried, things that are gonna take you away from your best high vibe state. So in the morning, I have been drinking like chai tea, and I usually read first thing in the morning. And then I do meditation and breath work and usually yoga. Sometimes I'll go for a walk. Um, I journal almost every day. Mm -hmm. And then, so then everything else is like, if I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling whatever I'm feeling, um, a big thing I'll do is like, just sit with the feelings. Like it's so big to like, just allow yourself to feel it because we have to feel it to heal it. So just sitting and observing my state and practicing observing it versus being it right just noticing it letting it be there and then feeling it until it dissipates and then sometimes i'll also do eft tapping so like i love brad yates on youtube mm-hmm. so i'll just like google whatever or like i'll search on youtube what am i like what am i experiencing brad yates mm-hmm. tapping and it'll be for money it'll be for love mm-hmm. it'll be for whatever it is anxiety can um, you dive
0: deeper into that as far as like uh how it works in the back end
1: yeah yeah so EFT tapping is um also known as emotional freedom technique Mm -hmm. I don't know like I'm not like a practitioner in that to where I know like exactly how it works but essentially you're tapping on like the meridian points on your body like that are used in acupuncture and there are these different like energy points in the body and you're saying these like phrases while you tap um And it just, it just moves the energy around in such a way that it's really, really helpful. That's like all Mm -hmm. I know. I don't know like exactly how it works, Mm -hmm. but it's super, super good. It's so good.
0: I got so many things to research. Uh, One that keeps popping up um, is like sound healing. Mm. I was like people that have like sound healing uh, studios. um, I don't know if you uh, do that or or look into that or or if that's like a whole another different segment. (laughs)
1: It's, it's similar. Crazy. I mean, there's so much interesting science behind sound healing too. It's literally like the vibration, it's like the vibrations in your body. And when you hear the sound, it's like sound bowls, like the crystal sound bowls, you know, for anyone mm-hmm. who's like not, doesn't, has no idea what we're talking about. um, And they make like a beautiful sound and it like really does something crazy to your body. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly what, but it's very relaxing and healing um I've been to several like sound healing sessions where like the person's playing a bunch of different sound bowls mm-hmm. and you're laying there and you're like whoa it's like so trippy I have yeah. one sound bowl and I'll bring it to like my breath work session sometimes yeah. like, classes. <laughs> it's really cool mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I, I don't have this question written down just kind of came to mind as you were speaking it's a little high uh, it's a it's, it's little high level you don't have to answer it but like does this have something to do with, like, quantum physics? Is it, like, an interconnection?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I know, yes. I'm a super high level, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, I am not the person who can explain that very well, but yeah. yes, yes, I love reading mm-hmm. books that, like, explain that, and like, make those connections. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, are you familiar with him?
0: the name sounds familiar but uh carry on
1: <laughs> yeah he's just like a super famous guy who writes about all of that it's so interesting mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah it's super um just super high level every time I like read about or watch like a uh, in-depth video it just goes right over my head I need like uh yeah. something dumbed down you know <laughs> for kids yeah yeah. <laughs> <of us. laughs> yeah but once you like get like a grasp of like the concept you're like whoa like it just changes your whole like paradigm and everything and like um things just start making sense you know so yeah yeah I was just curious I just want to know
1: (laughs) yeah and for people who are skeptical of this kind of stuff like can this stuff really heal you like why why meditate why do breath work like people who need the science explanations that like the quantum physics side of it can be really helpful because it kind of it just makes that connection where Mm -hmm. it can seem a little woo-woo or like a little too holistic Mm-hmm. Right, so it's yeah, people who are more left-brained and need that like science explanation, it is out there. Mhm.
0: Yep. Make out to watch that make out to read that book or watch that video a couple of times, but yeah, it will explain <laughs> Yeah. <where you laughs> yeah. So, um how did you leverage Instagram to grow your coaching business?
1: Yeah, so it's been it's been a while with using Instagram. I would say some of the, I, I guess how I've done it is really showing up authentically. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's made people follow along with my story. Um, is me mm-hmm. just showing up as I am, and speaking in my very natural way that I speak. It's not me. Mm-hmm. I don't use filters. Not that there's anything wrong with mm-hmm. using filters. I just really show up as myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't really edit my podcast. I I talk the way I talk. Mm-hmm. Saying, I love hey, it. <laughs> Right. And, and people love it. It's real. And it's something that's very easy to connect with. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. And for me, it's been a lot of sharing my, my story. Mm-hmm. So not just the educational stuff, but also like who I am, my life, my experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? Like mm-hmm. that's my, how I've done it with Instagram. I think that there's a lot to be said about making those like really authentic connections that way. Mm -hmm. you know allowing people to be messaging you and to the best that you can depending on you know there gets to be a point when you get too busy to respond to every message but making those authentic conversations with people um allowing allowing people to know they can reach out to you is huge Mm -hmm. so those have been those have been some of the biggest things Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: as far as like uh growth and reach which one is um yeah, I guess like which one was uh better, Instagram or having the podcast as far as like which uh, brought the most growth to your business?
1: Oh, that's a tough question because I view, <laughs> I view the podcast more of like a funnel. Mm-hmm. So the podcast is out there. It's shareable, right? People share podcasts. People that are searching podcasts can find mine. So it's out there like at least before reels with Instagram, Mm -hmm. things weren't as shareable. And also like you weren't being, you weren't really being shown new pages, right? You would have Mm -hmm. to find someone's page. You weren't just going to stumble upon it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. podcasts, you're going to look at lists of podcasts. Um, So that's been like a funnel for me where I'm funneling people from the podcast to my Instagram Mm -hmm. and then I'm selling to them there so Mm -hmm. I do sell on my podcast, like I I sell things, but Instagram is where I'm really connecting with people. Mm -hmm. My Instagram stories is where I'm really making the most sales.
0: Oh yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) And as far as like stories, you just, uh, cause I, my stories run 24 seven. I think they've been going for the past two and a half years and I don't have like a concentration plan. I just like, um, I don't know. There could be like a balloon on the ground. I'll take a picture of it. I could make something out of that. You know, it's, it's, it's just like, authentic you know how do you go about like your Instagram stories
1: yeah same thing just very intuitive (laughs) whatever I feel guided to say however I feel guided to show up whatever I feel Mm -hmm. guided to teach on or talk about um but yeah I don't really have a plan either I mean I I definitely make plans around my launches um Mm -hmm. my yeah that's pretty much what I do but on the daily with Instagram just showing up whatever I feel led to share
0: Mm -hmm. I love it and not only does um, not only is it like fulfilling for you, but also your audience. They can tell, like, wow, like, 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 she's like really authentic, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, do you use any other platforms besides like Instagram and uh the podcast? I did you you did mention like Facebook, uh, Pinterest, and the blog. Um, anything else?
1: Yeah, so I don't use Pinterest anymore. Um, it, although like it was great, but it got to the point where I just did not feel like doing it anymore. And at one point mm-hmm. I hired someone for a while there. I had someone else like pinning my pins, doing that stuff for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that kind of fizzled out and I just really didn't feel like doing it anymore. So I really focus on Instagram and Facebook and the podcast now. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook groups have been huge for me. I love, Oh love yeah. Them groups especially local ones I feel like that's mm-hmm. been huge yeah that's pretty much it mm-hmm. yeah. I
0: like it I love it so um I'm a writer at heart I'm working on my own book uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you tell me about uh I know you got like two uh books out Confessions of an Uncaged Soul and Heal, Heal Your Shit Journal can you tell me about the first one Confessions of an Uncaged Soul what like inspired you to really uh put that together?
1: Yeah. So I always knew I'd write a book. I'm always loved writing and I always wanted to write a memoir. Mm -hmm. So I just, I'm obsessed with memoirs. I love them. So I wanted to share my journey. So I basically decided to write a book where I would share my journey. And that's what I did. And it's simple and also not because it was really hard to get through the fear. There was a lot of resistance. You know, the, the fear doesn't always show up as like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid to write this book. It's not like that. It's, it's like, excuses for waiting right Mm -hmm. it's like oh but now is not the best time because what about this thing what about that thing Mm -hmm. oh i better wait right but it's really just fear Mm -hmm. so a lot of the process was moving through that resistance and then of course there was the aspect of how much of my childhood can i share without totally Mm -hmm. upsetting people um and other parts of my life that involve other people how like so navigating that was definitely a challenge but the process of writing super intuitive always every day praying for guidance just writing what i felt led to write and i self-published through amazon which i found to be a really really good process Mm -hmm. really simple um yeah that was pretty much it Mm -hmm. just wrote it yeah
0: yeah i love it and um with your book were you like building an audience as you were like writing or did you just like um Distribute it to like your existing audience like through your business and um your network
1: yeah so I was just building my audience the same way that I always am Mm -hmm. um but yeah I pretty much just so I did have some early readers I did that whole program where I like had maybe you know yeah like a handful of people that I like gave early copies of the book to so they could read it and like leave me reviews and that sort of thing mm-hmm. um and then promoted it whenever it first came out still promote it whenever I basically basically now it's like when someone leaves a review I'm like here's the review here's the link to yeah. the book. <laughs> or when someone messages me about the book or shares it on Instagram I basically share it that way mm-hmm. and on podcast interviews but yeah that was pretty much it yeah
0: and as far as your book is it like um because you did say uh, you've always wanted to write your own book. Was it to like, uh, like tick off that life dream of yours? Or is is it also kind of like a funnel within your business? I know people, they kind of do like both, maybe one or the other.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely both. Um, definitely was something I wanted to do. I also like really just enjoy writing. Um, but it was certainly, yeah, it was certainly like a, like an accomplishment sort of thing. And it was also definitely a business move. You know, it's definitely like a like people say, like a, bus- a book is like a giant business card. It kind of is, like uh-huh. it's a funnel, right? It's like yep. people can find it through other sources and it leads them to my Instagram and then mm-hmm. I can sell things. So yeah, totally.
0: I, I love it. And then the Heal Your Shit journal, can you uh, dive deeper into that?
1: Yeah, so I, I've i been really into journaling as we as we discussed and I wanted to make my own journal that was full of prompts and kind of takes people through mm-hmm. the process of learning how to heal your shit, do the personal development journaling, do the inner work, look at your limiting beliefs and work through them and see that they're not really true. And the same with your resistance and your excuses and your, your, your self-doubt. So it's all about building confidence, um, just letting things go like, yeah, like letting go of the things that are weighing you down. So it's just like guides people through the process. It's journaling prompts and, that one came out first. I did that one last November mm-hmm. and it was really, really good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's on Amazon. It's just one of those things that's really nice because both of these books are just now passive income. So mm-hmm. they're out there. People keep buying them. It's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, must be great. So uh, I'll be there soon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll be there really soon. Yes. So um, you got book one, two, I'm assuming three's on the way.
1: (laughs) Not yet. So I am, I'm sure I'll write more books, but Mm -hmm. I'm waiting till I feel inspired to. So I'm, I'm definitely going to feel inspired at some point to write another book.
0: And I love that how, um, kind of how you go like through inspiration because uh, a lot of people, they'll, they'll just crank stuff out to make an extra buck or so, but like just doing things by inspiration it just makes things just like more uh just more meaningful you know (laughs) yeah way more meaningful and fulfilling there's actually like passion and and uh behind the words and it just like um you're able to like reach people's souls essentially so I love that
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah so um as far as like uh like your books, your coaching program and everything, do you have like any like cool like case studies, success stories as far as like how you're able to just like help people just like transform their lives?
1: Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, I mean, I had a girl who came to me about a year and a half ago, um, working through like a lot of relationships, a lot of like shame. Um things like that self doubt in her personal life you know and so we worked through that for a while and it got to the point where now she's getting ready to put her first song on spotify as a singer she's a fabulous singer but it was you know it was can i really do that Am Mm -hmm. I really good at singing? Can I really make a career of that, right? Working through that stuff. Mm -hmm. But that stuff didn't even come up. That opportunity never even was there until we worked through like the personal stuff, the self-doubt, the, the, you know, um, yeah, the like lack of confidence. And so it's really beautiful when you can help people get to the root of those issues and pull Mm -hmm. out those weeds and see them become just this vibrant, confident, happy human and then bam seeing what they can then go and do with that Mm -hmm. and like what like their idea of like limitations just goes away
0: yeah and when you see that transformation how does it make you feel
1: it's amazing it's it's the best thing ever Mm -hmm. do you
0: have like um I know for me well I just moved here so I gotta still decorate (laughs) But like uh, my old place, um, I had like a wall, just like all like my success stories, testimonials and everything. Do you have something similar like that to where like, let's say you're not feeling inspired. You just like glance over at it and you're like, shoot, like I got to get back to work.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love that. I don't, um, I don't have anything like that. I definitely like, I think in the beginning when I was having a lot of self-doubt with myself as a coach, Mm -hmm. I would look at my testimonials, like through my highlight reel of them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I would go through and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's, and I, and I've done that with my book. I've gone through times where I'm like, oh my gosh, what if my book sucks? And then I'll like read my Amazon reviews and be like, okay, yeah, no, the book's great. (laughs) Right. So definitely like have done that, but I love the idea of having it on a wall at your home that's awesome mm-hmm.
0: yep I always gotta have uh I'm a visual person so I like scenes, <laughs> you know? yeah so uh do you have like any exciting plans um for the future as far as like uh, new things coming up maybe new programs
1: hmm nothing yet um I I'm sure things will come and I'm just Mm -hmm. letting them come, you know, as an inspiration hits. I I have recently really started talking more about money mindset, um, done a ton of healing work around that. So I could definitely see myself having courses and even like a journal around money mindset. Mm -hmm. I love talking about that, but, um, yeah, just whatever the inspiration hits, I've learned to let myself kind of evolve and, and pivot my business whenever that comes. Mm -hmm yeah
0: I love it one more thing I did forget to ask was about um I saw you do like a breath work retreat I remember seeing that yeah can you dive into that real quick <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so I've done um I've done three or four retreats now and yeah breath work is always a huge thing that we do at them we've done other stuff I've done reiki I've I've done um massage I do like a lot of journaling circles um yeah, we just do all different things, but it's really magical to get people in a room together who are all like-minded, who are, you know, mm-hmm. growth-oriented and really have deep intimate conversations. It's really beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, two more questions for you. So, uh if you could do if you could do it all over again, what would you do differently?
1: Oh my gosh, I love that question. <laughs> the the biggest thing I would do differently is really just go easier on myself. When I started this journey of my business, I was really, really, really struggling with perfectionism. And I wouldn't have seen it as struggling because it was useful, right? It was what I thought got me where I had gotten in my career. So I was really a perfectionist, um, really a workaholic, big time. And I saw those as strengths, whereas they were definitely holding me back you know um from tapping into my intuition from allowing myself to be happy <laughs> and experience more joy in life um and also yeah like the intuition thing is so huge because i think one part of it is is the the hustle the working hard the going for it then the other part of it is the creativity the inspiration and so much of that comes when you let yourself off the hook of working twenty four seven and being mm-hmm. obsessed. So I would mainly go back, like if I was starting over, I would start from a surrendered place, and I would start the business from not being as attached to the outcomes. Mm-hmm. You know, not being as attached to what people think about it. Um, of course, that the journey of building the business is how I learned all of this. How I learned to let go of these things is mm-hmm. such a huge part of it. So it's not like it was. Bad to have experienced all of this. But now, when I start new ventures, there's such a sense of that peace, that surrender, that like knowing that my worth is from within and no amount of followers, no amount of money that I can make can ever change my worth. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to be so attached that I'm freaking out about numbers or freaking out if the launch isn't going well or if things aren't selling. Like I don't need to be tying that. It doesn't mean anything about me, right? I was making in the beginning. I was making everything mean something about me, that I wasn't good enough. And so that made it really, really hard. Um, And I'm really grateful that I've learned to let go of a lot of that. So that's like the big thing I would do differently. In terms of strategy, I mean, starting my podcast right away would be the obvious thing, but I wasn't ready to start my podcast right away, right? Mm -hmm. I needed the journey that led up to that to, yeah, to put that into place. So... I don't know
0: that it would have changed anything else. Mm-hmm. With um, you mentioned two things like, uh, being creative and listening to your intuition. I know you got your daily uh, uh your uh, your routine. For me, I get my inspiration like I mean the best ideas whenever I um I got this thing called like a thinking trip. So I'll just like write my problems down like a clipboard. Um and then uh <laughs> I'll write down the problem and I'll purposely put down like solution one, solution two, solution three, and leave them blank because like us humans, we we fill in space. If you were to um if you were to give me a TV, um oh. even though I don't watch TV, I'll eventually start using the TV in certain ways, you know. So I kind of use that same logic towards like um towards like problem solving, and then I'll just go out um the mountains are not too far from me, so I'll just travel the mountains. And then um just by being in nature, I'm able to like um get like my best ideas. What's like your creative process? Uh yeah, yeah, I guess like how did, like how do you get inspiration and find that creativity as far as like um yeah, yeah, I <laughs> think inspiration.
1: Yeah, I love that so, so, so much. That makes me think of the how, if we give ourselves an hour to do a task, we'll use up that hour. But if we give ourselves 15 minutes, we'll get it done in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nature's really grounding for me too. So that's definitely a part of it. I feel like for me, I connect my intuition a lot through writing, like journaling. So I will just ask myself, hey, what is it I really desire to do here? Because I feel like desire is our intuition. What is the should? Like, where is this should right now? What is, what am I doing because I'm supposed to, or uh, you'll want me to, okay, well, I'm not going to do that, but yeah, a lot of it is, is going into nature is going into meditation and, or just even like cooking at home or like walking my dog, letting kind of like having, knowing that problem, but like letting it go. And then just Mm -hmm. letting that solution come, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's pretty similar, but I love to use journaling too. like, I'll write down, like, you know what what's my next step here what am I missing here and I'll just write what comes up mm-hmm. and I've gotten to the point where I'm just trusting that that's my intuition
0: so um I bought into a high ticket program yeah like three years ago and that's how I met my accountability partner we're both 21 years old and we've been holding each other accountable for like the past like two years now and this past uh last month on our call he was talking about like how like he kind of felt like I mean, business is booming for him, and uh, ev- everything's going well, but he felt like, um, I don't know, like there was something like uh, deeper, just kind of like going to one of those moments, you know, so he he had the idea of like going through this month by setting like no goals, just by like bouncing around, you know, and kind of like letting things flow, and just like listening to his intuition, and the fun thing mm-hmm. is I, like, I did that like a week before, before we helped on our call. And I got like some amazing ideas from it. So I don't know. like, What's your take on that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think there's like a time and a place for goals. I love most months. I love having goals, but I definitely will get burn, a little burnout from it. And then I'll have periods where I'm more in flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to have goals, but not be super attached to them you know, like, like, again, like they're not about me. Like I am not failing. Like I'm not a worse human. If I didn't hit my income goal this month. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not good enough suddenly because this thing didn't happen in my business. So I think it's really important for like the process of detaching from them. But I think there's, I think there's a place for both. I think it's balance, you mm-hmm. know, cause we can go too far on one side or the other. So I'm always checking in with my balance there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, everything's requires everything requires a balance, like being introverted, extroverted, saving, spending money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It all requires a balance. Yeah. Good stuff. And then last question is if you could do something every day for the rest of your life that makes you happy, what would that be?
1: Breath work. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good.
0: I love it. Mine is still playing the piano. <laughs> I <love it>.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. I gotta have my piano. Yeah. yeah do you still play no come on
1: so when <laughs> I was like 14 yeah I went to my a piano recital and I don't know what happened but I got up there after playing piano my whole life I got up there and I just like put my hands in the wrong position and you know what that would sound like Dur, nur, nur, yeah, nur. Uh-huh. and just total humiliation you know that's an age where like Holy shit, you're vulnerable mm-hmm. to like self-confidence issues. Mm-hmm. And it was just so mortifying. I never touched a piano again. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah. It just plays in your head over and over again. Yeah. Man. Yeah.
1: So I went with a my friend who's a hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. So maybe like a year ago, we were doing a hypnosis. So I was getting into like public, I was doing a little bit of public speaking and we were doing some hypnosis around it. And she was taking me back through like my timeline and that memory came up and we mm-hmm. like healed it
0: good stuff <laughs> man But that's,
1: I love that you still play that's amazing
0: yep I don't like um I'm not a fan of teaching piano I hate piano theory it's just it takes the fun out of it I just like playing for fun you know there's a public yeah. piano I'll let off the blues or my ragtime so yeah <laughs>
1: so good
0: yep but um yeah, it was great having you on uh on the podcast, Leah. For all the listeners slash slash watchers, I'll have all her links down below in the description. If you want to like just like learn more about her, follow her on Instagram or see see some of her um work. We've been like um just taking on some of her coaching, you know. So I'll have all those links down below in the description. But yeah, that's it for episode eleven of the Finding uh of the Let's Go viral podcast. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys in the
1: next one. See ya, bye.